0: that's right welcome in welcome back to the ultimate edition of the always pigskin show this is the one that we were talking about the whole time we created this concept in our minds we had this week in mind and here we are it it doesn't look like we thought this was going to look like but at least it looks like it's going to happen what do you think pigskin
1: well i'm glad it's going to happen This is a bittersweet for me because obviously I was supposed to be going to this game, Looked forward to my basically my entire life to going to watch Clemson play at Notre Dame. Uh, The the pandemic hits, my tickets get canceled and now to make matters worse, John, the weather's supposed to be perfect.
0: Yeah, I know. I can't believe that if ever I wanted 17 degrees and sleet, we're going to get about 60 degrees. It's supposed to be perfect.
1: Yeah, that's that's depressing because I, I I would have been there. It would have been a perfect time to do the tailgating and go see the campus and everything else, without being, uh, you know, all all bundled up. Anyway, uh, the biggest game of the year, uh, one of the biggest games in the, of the year in the country, not just in the ACC. So yeah, I mean, if you can, if you can't get up for a game like this, then I don't know. You're not a college football fan.
0: Yeah, you know the way I look at it is. Sure, we've lost some luster due to COVID restrictions on attendance and, you know, attrition with Lawrence and and all that. But look around. I mean, we should just be glad this game's happening because if you look around football right now, there's a lot going on and a lot of it's not pretty. And even Notre Dame has a little surge in COVID cases again on mm-hmm. campus, not in the program, but right. their campus numbers look not good the last couple days. Yeah. So it, it's not what we envisioned, you know, but we we should just be glad we're having the game at all, I guess.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're having a game. So are the uh, Notre Dame players, are they sequestered from the rest of the student population or how is that working?
0: I believe so. Um, I, I think they are um but you know and they've been going back and forth with in-person classes then digital only and all that stuff um but I know after they went through the little breakout where Notre Dame had to transfer the weight game to the end of the year they're just they're being extra careful so they're doing all they could do um it, it's just one of those things man and it just doesn't seem like it's going away
1: yeah it's not going to go away I just heard earlier today this is unrelated to Clemson or, or- Uh, Notre Dame, but uh, the first game uh, Cal against Washington, I think it was Got canceled already, so that was their first game Of the year, we see what's happening with Wisconsin This It's not going away
0: Yeah, and that's the other issue with the Big Ten I don't believe they have any built-in windows To reschedule those games, or that's what they said So look at what Wisconsin Did, you know, they had that quarterback With the great performance, all the hype And then instantly it's all shut down And I don't know what that means For their season, I think they got Michigan Coming up the week after next i don't know if that's even feasible
1: that translates to this game too that makes this game even more important than it would be if we were sure that every team was going to have their 11 game schedule plus the conference championship in the acc because let's say down the road maybe clemson has to miss a game or notre dame has to miss a game um that's going to matter in the long run if you're a one lost uh, team trying to make the playoffs the fewer games you play obviously the uh the the lower your chances are so this that makes this game more important because originally and I still kind of feel this way too I mean um this game is not end either team's season the only way it it ends either team's season is if it's a blowout in other words
0: yeah but here's here's the issue is from the Notre Dame angle the issue is Yeah, it doesn't end your season if you lose to Clemson right now. But what's the theory there? You think it's magically going to get easier to play in a rematch when Lawrence is back later? Like, that doesn't exactly sound that inviting, you know, for Notre Dame either. So I feel like there's a sense for them of you better get it while the getting's good now because it should theoretically be harder if they match up later in December. Um, You know, so and that's the other issue you said about... Notre Dame's already out one game. They had to reschedule that Wake game. Right. If they catch this again, I don't know what happens because they already kind of are extending out another week to reschedule Wake.
1: Well, this game is important on a lot of levels. I, I think more so for Notre Dame than Clemson. Even if Clemson were to lose this game, it doesn't end their season. 11 1, Clemson's getting in the playoffs. Uh, and, and that's just the way I feel about it. So, um, Also, I think the playoff committee says that they do take into consideration when key players are out. We have a bunch of key players out. Obviously, um, Trevor Lawrence is the biggest one. So I don't think that that losing this game uh, hurts Clemson as much. I mean, you don't want to lose this game because then you're one game away from being eliminated, whether against whoever in the ACC championship or somebody else that they sleep on during the regular season, like uh, with Boston College almost happened last week. So... Yeah, this game is this game's extremely important, but uh, this is something that Notre Dame has to get off of their back. It's a monkey on their back.
0: Yep. I mean that's that's the big question. Um, Brian Kelly's at, at Notre Dame, Brian Kelly's O and five in top five matchups with an average loss score of 31 to 15. Um, he's got the program where it's very, very good. It's, it's a top level tier B program right now. And you, until you get over the hump, you don't get over the hump. Um, the big game struggles are real. There's no sugarcoating it. There's no way around it. Um, some of it's raw talent when we get into these matchups. Some of it to me is motiv- uh, motivational tactics, having your mind right. Uh, that's something I've always struggled with Kelly with. Um, But, yeah, there's no doubt about it. He's 0-5 in these matchups. So that is what it is. And until it changes, you are that record. Um, And so I think what you're feeling is, I mean, everybody's different, but especially with the attrition that Clemson suffered, not only with Lawrence, but a few other good defensive players, I think the thought is maybe if you're going to do this one of these times, this might be your best chance. You better jump on it.
1: I agree Um, with you.
0: You know, that that's just kind of the general feeling I have. Um, and, and I think a lot of Notre Dame people share that. Now, here's the downside to this, though. Here's the downside. I already know how this is gonna play out among Joe Blow, Joe Q public. If Notre Dame wins, it's gonna be Lawrence wasn't there, it's invalidated, even though the backups. An all-world talent, he doesn't have Lawrence's accomplishments. He's not that guy. That's going to be the line: is this is invalidated because he wasn't there. And if you lose, then you lost to a backup in your Notre Dame, and you should never be in a big game again. So I don't love, I don't love that dynamic perceptually because that's how it's going to go. I'm not talking about in the polls, in the rankings of the ACC. I'm not talking about that, but, you know, it's social media, all that. It's a lose-lose for Notre Dame in that regard. Perceptually.
1: Public perception. There you go. Yes,
0: Practically, it it would be a big win, and, you know, you're going to live off that a little while. Um, So that's an interesting dynamic that has shifted in the last week with the Lawrence News. And so I just feel like it changes things a little bit. I feel a little bit of a pressure shift now that nobody was going to give Notre Dame a chance in L against Lawrence, and now maybe that's changed a little bit. Again, nobody's saying that that the backup's not good. We know the talent he is. He just doesn't have the experience and the list of accomplishments and the big game scar tissue Lawrence has. Yeah, I
1: mean... It would be stupid to say that not having Lawrence there it doesn't matter because clearly it matters. You don't. Yeah. You're not, I consider him to be the best player in college football this year. You don't have the best player out in, in the whole country and and not feel something from it. I, that would be maybe a concern for me if I didn't have bigger concerns for Clemson this week. There's I have much bigger concerns on defense than offense. Uh, yeah, they, and
0: and I've heard that from a lot of national guys too, saying yeah. we think he'll be that'll be okay, and right. that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. I know I know the names, but will you tell the Notre Dame people what you're missing here from these guys out? Well, both
1: starting linebackers Skalski and uh, Day, uh, and Jones. Uh, are both out? They were both out last weekend's Boston College. Uh, there's a huge drop off after the first string. Those two guys are great. I mean, Skalski might be the best linebacker in the country, or he's certainly in the top five. Uh, he's the quarterback, the captain of the defense. He's the sort of the the, the guy that makes it all go. The most veteran guy. Uh, he's just he's it, the his value to the defense overall is immeasurable. So having him out uh, for this game is huge. Having Jones out also is huge. This is a matchup problem. Big time for you guys have two really good uh tight ends, right? I, I don't remember their names.
0: Yep, yep. Two really good um blocking and catching tight ends, mm-hmm. Tommy Tremble and Michael Mayer. Mayer's a true freshman, but he's they call him baby Gronk. He's very, very good. Um, and they got two really, really good running backs that can that can do a lot.
1: Um, so having Tyler Davis out on the defensive line, along with those two linebackers, they're going to have to play a different form. I, I doubt you'll see a lot of 4-3. It'll mostly be 3-3-5 three, three, or something. They're going to have three down linemen, basically. But
0: but if if and, I'm you, don't I feel good that I got Venables over there? He's the best guy that does this in the whole country, right? Don't you just figure yeah, he'll I'm, figure something out?
1: Well, I don't know. He does, he'll have to do a lot of crazy stuff like he always does, uh, formation-wise. But honestly, again, this this creates a huge matchup problem. Clemson's problem with with these starters out is, the, is pass coverage. When you add the tight ends to that, to the middle of the field where the linebackers are going to have to cover in space, this is a huge mismatch telling you that the backups for Clemson are not going to be near as effective in coverage as linebackers as the guys that are out. Um, and they've been getting exposed that way. Uh, They got exposed by Boston College that way. They got exposed by Syracuse that way. Clemson's really good against the run. Their defensive line is not a problem, but it just changes the way that they do things when you have these, uh, these three particular guys out. So that's, that's the thing that worries me the most.
0: Well, if you're worried about Notre Dame throwing it all over, I wouldn't because we're not good at it. So like, like those, the tight ends and the backs are the strength of the Notre Dame offense. That receiving core, the, the most athletic guy is out with a broken foot and the fastest guy's out with a hamstring. The rest of this, when it gets to intermediate and deep, I mean, it's like yeah. a miracle if there's a pass over 20 yards completed. So that's an issue that we're concerned about as well is we've been running the ball good against inferior opponents so far. But if Clemson finds a way to stop that and Ian Book has to start throwing it around, that's the worst-case scenario for Notre Dame because we haven't been able to efficiently do that even against mediocre or bad competition yet. Uh, so I think if Notre Dame has any chance, they're going to have to be able to run the ball a decent amount to key, eat up some clock and open up some other things. And they're not afraid to bring those tight ends in and run the ball with them on the line either. So, but downfield passing I wouldn't even worry about it
1: (laughs) yeah Venables is going to push the issue with him too he's going to bring a lot of pressure he always does anyway but especially a guy who hasn't proven that he can move the ball down the field efficiently with his arm he's going to test him and force him to throw it and and make him prove that he can do it there's no doubt I mean that's going to happen The question uh that when he does that he leaves the back end vulnerable and sometimes they get torched so can can book um come through in that scenario
0: I don't know who he's going to throw the torch to on the other end. Like we just don't have guys that are reliable to, to do that right now. And, and so that that's an anxiety that's ongoing and has been all year. You know, the other thing I always talk about this, I always hear how Notre Dame's offensive line is number one in the country and all this stuff. And then we get in our biggest games and we run the ball for 47 yards. So, I'm not interested in all your yardage you pile up against South Florida and Duke and Louisville. Or Well, we couldn't even get yardage against Louisville, yeah. Florida State. I, I need you to prove it against a great team that you can move the pile and put up a decent amount of yards. If Notre Dame can't get the running game going, forget this. It, yeah, it, well, it, it ain't going to happen.
1: That'll be a problem.
0: It ain't going to happen if they, don't, if they can't do a better job of that than they have in these recent big-time games.
1: Yeah. Clemson has a similar problem. A lot of Clemson fans right now are very nervous about the offensive line uh, for Clemson saying they can't move anybody off the ball. They're not going to be able to run against Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame's got a really good front seven. Um, now, I'm not so much worried about this. The, the, having the Swiss Army knife in Travis Etienne alleviates a, alleviates a lot of these problems uh deficiencies in the offensive line is one he may not run between the tackles a lot and get a lot of yards between the tackles but he's racking up 150 yards receiving per game Uh, because basically because because of the offensive line there's getting him out you know quick screen passes and stuff yep and uh, once you get the ball in space you know you see what he can do he's probably the most dangerous runner in space and all of college football at that position
0: yeah you know what i could see happening this is i don't know why this has been in my mind I could see Notre Dame trying to pressure this young quarterback and they're just a half second late and he'll dump it off to Etienne in the flat and then it's a circus show and he's running all over. I could see that being an outlet. But that's one of the questions I have for you is how does this offense, this Clemson offense, change with the quarterback change? Like, is this going to be we're going to try and hand it off to ETN because that's the easiest path for everybody. See how that goes and adapt from there. Or are they going to let this kid open it up, whip it around, do all the bells and whistles?
1: Yeah, I think they'll, they'll definitely let it, let him do anything that they feel he's comfortable doing as far as knowing the play, uh, you know, the playbook or whatever, and reading, reading the coverage. Other than that, I mean, physically, there's no physical limitations. They will run the ball with them the same way they did with the, with the last four quarterbacks they've had. Uh, they'll do they'll do deep throws like they do with uh, – see, that's the thing is I, I can only go off of what he did last week because that was his first start ever, and they didn't take a lot of deep shots, but they had – their two deep threat receivers were both out, um, and Travis Etienne was having a, a field day, so they didn't really need to. So I don't, I don't know. I expect them to let him throw the ball deep four, five, six times in this game at minimum uh, against Notre Dame, and I wouldn't be surprised if it were the very first play of the game that they took a shot downfield.
0: Interesting. I like that. Just stay away from Hamilton if you're going to do that. Our our safety, who's going to be an NFL player, he's long, he's lanky, he knows how to get to the ball. If you stay away from him, then then that could work. Um, Notre Dame's been really, really good defensively, but they have gotten, guys have gotten behind them a couple times. I think the number one priority for us is you, you get, you're never going to stop ETN but you got to at least contain him to where it's not a joke. Or again, this is over. This is over. Like if you're going to let him run it up the middle linebackers, take bad angles, just forget it. So stopping him, I think is number one, or at least containing him or making it reasonable um, is the number one priority. Uh, But the Notre Dame defense is the strength of the team. It's the backbone of the team. They've given up single digits the last three weeks. So I know they're not playing great competition. It's hard to give up single digits to teams three weeks in a row, no matter who you're playing. So I think a lot of Notre Dame fans feel pretty good about that defense on offense. It's kind of wait and see. Are we going to be able to do anything? The reason that worries me is that sounds a lot like how we felt in 2018 going up against Clemson. That's how we felt. Well, we know we got a good defense. Can the offense do anything? Turns out neither side did anything.
1: Yeah, and I made a joke on Twitter. Well, it wasn't a joke. It was a prediction on Twitter the other day and said, I think, uh, mark it down. Travis Etienne will have 200 plus yards and three touchdowns. Now look. That's a low percentage that that's going to happen. I understand that.
0: I think I could see the three touchdowns happening a lot, like being close to the end zone, a lot more than the yardage. If that, if we gave up that yardage to him, I'm going to have a stroke.
1: Well, here's the thing. Here's a rub. I, here's what I didn't say in the tweet that I should have said. What I meant was 200 total all-purpose yards, not just rushing, because I think people took that the wrong way, and they're like, no way is he running for 200 yards on this uh, defense, And I and I don't think he will. He might only rush for 80. But he also might receive for 170. This is what he's been doing all year. He can beat you so many ways, and a lot of times he t- returns kicks, which also gives him uh, big chunks of yards, 20 and 30 yards here. So it wasn't an insult to Notre Dame. It was, It's actually uh just the way I think the game is going to go. is that He's going to touch the ball. On an average game throughout his entire career at Clemson, he touches the ball somewhere between 12 and 15 times a game, between running and receiving. He'll double that. He'll go well into the 20s. Uh, maybe even up near 30 is is the amount of touches he gets in this game because he is, let's face it, he's the biggest threat that we have on offense, and he can do so many things. Uh, He's hard to, I mean, he's hard to stop. So Yeah,
0: and and all of that helps relieve pressure off of a young quarterback in this huge moment on the road. Um, So I get all that. And, I mean, it shouldn't be a secret. Notre Dame needs to sell out to stop ETN, and if that means that that this quarterback burns them with his arm, then you tip your cap. You just can't let ETN go crazy on you, or this is just over before it starts.
1: Look at the last two biggest games that Clemson's played in. You go back to Miami earlier this year, and then before that was the Ohio State game in the playoffs last year. Both defenses really good. Both defenses took the approach that we're going to sell out to stop. We're not letting Travis Etienne run it down our throat all night. But yet, it was all over with. He had mediocre rushing stats, but still multiple touchdowns and over 100 yards receiving in both of those games. So this is this is the problem. This is what I'm saying. If you sell, why
0: couldn't uh, he have just gone to the NFL? Damn it! (laughs) Right when that happened, I'm like, seriously, just go. You're too good. Go.
1: Yeah, he. I think I think he did himself some good money-wise because he was he was going to go in the second round last year. I think he'll be taken in the first round this year. So.
0: So let let me ask this. I mean, it's the team's Notre Dame has played so far don't have a great record. I think they're like 12 and 28 combined or whatever. And and you know, Clemson played Miami and they're they're putting up a a, real, a good year other than that one game. From the Clemson fan perspective is 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 the feeling, you know, yeah, Lawrence is out, but we still have more talent than Notre Dame. We should be able to get this done or is there some a little bit of anxiousness, feeling like we're more vulnerable than we usually have been, this is dangerous. Like what's the the vibe over there?
1: I, I think it's a mixture of both. Um, I mean, look, th- so having these injuries is the main reason. Uh, for, the, for the doubt, I think. I think that there is still a general feeling that Clemson is more talented overall than Notre Dame is right now. And it's not disputable either. We can, I mean, you can, you know, that's, it, first of all, it's a very subjective term. If, you, if you're if you going by recruiting rankings over this uh, certain amount of years, whatever it is, three, four, five years, there's a clear cut difference there
0: no look at this i got this for you two four seven composite five star recruits from 17 to 20 clemson 13 notre dame one and it's the freshman tight end that you're gonna see saturday so i mean that is what it is i mean you you know
1: there's only 16 five stars in the acc right now uh clemson has 11 of them on their team so three quarters of the entire conference uh five stars are, are on clemson's team so yeah, there's, there's 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 what two other teams in the country, maybe three that you could say, talent wise, week to week, they match up with Clemson. So yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, if you really look at it, I mean, this isn't a novel concept, but it's very clear, Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State have kind of separated themselves from everybody else. That, that's just kind of how I see it in terms of how they play, in terms of the talent, and then you have a, a bunch of very good teams that just aren't at that level. And I would put. Notre Dame in that group as well, yeah. like in the top of Tier B.
1: Right. Here's the thing. This is what this is what uh, well could either be frustrating or, uh, or you know a bright spot for Notre Dame is if you go back to when Clemson was coming on as the power, not but they weren't there yet. They were where you are right now. Yeah, and they weren't as talented as some of these teams that they were beating that were higher ranked than them. So you have to push through that door. You ha- you have to be able to win a game against a team that's more talented than you. Duh. Why do you think I have no hair?
0: <laughs> this is my big Brian Kelly complaint. He's beating all the teams. We have more talent than now. We're not dropping dumb games to lesser talented teams. He's doing a really good job of that. But when, every time we match up with equal or better talent, it doesn't go well and and that's the monkey you got to get off your back and until you do you don't but there I feel strongly if you're able to get one of those it unlocks a lot of potential in recruiting in yeah. garnering respect in momentum in confidence within the program knowing we could do this and we just every time we build to one of these moments it doesn't go well for a bunch of reasons, talent, you know, whatever. I, it, yeah. So that's exactly where we are. And that's why I started my show Monday night with, the, with saying, Brian Kelly, if not now, when? If not now, when? Because I like our chances of competing with you guys a lot more this week than I do with Lawrence back in December. That's just me and, and your other guys getting healthy as well.
1: Let me ask you about Ian Book. I really want to get your blood going now. <laughs> okay. So when it, coming into the season, I thought he was in the you know top five, top ten Heisman candidates, right? And um, he seems to have regressed from last year. To me, I mean, how do you see it?
0: Ian Book is above average. Um, he's just not near elite, yeah. and you know that he's. I think he's only lost three games. But the problem is they're the three you need to accomplish any of your goals. So it's a really tough spot with Ian Book because if you say anything about, like, we need an elite quarterback, they'll throw that record at you and say he's 20-something in three or whatever. But the problem is those are all the biggest games, and a lot of them are team failures, but the quarterback's a big part of that, so he takes the bullets. Ian Book's way above average, but he's nowhere near elite that that's my overall he's a fighter he's gritty he's a tough kid he tries hard good personality like all of that he's just not elite he doesn't have an elite arm the other thing is processing he's a grad senior and every week I got one guy running down the field wide open he doesn't see and checks it down (laughs) every week so Notre Dame fans are split on Ian Book um and he's really, really good, but he's nowhere near elite. Doesn't have elite arm strength. Processing things sometimes is a struggle. A lot of times, he knows where he's going with the ball right away. It's read one. There's no ongoing progression. It he locks in on a guy and he's going there. You know, so that's not what I'm looking for for an upperclassman in his last year of eligibility, other than COVID. Um, way above average really tough kid but just not elite and i'm afraid notre dame would need elite quarterback play to get where they want to go now could he play elite one night sure but we haven't seen that against a really good team yet
1: here's what i want to know let's say ian book plays terrible and they get down by three touchdowns is there any chance in hell that brian kelly would bench him and who's the next guy up i mean what's the ne- yeah
0: the next guy up is playing at boston college <laughs> yeah that's the next guy up they, they, uh. they have a backup who's decent has a strong arm he just hasn't played a lot
1: um so where does that leave you for next year i know you're not focused on next year you're focused on this year at clemson but where does that leave them next year's or is book going to be back you, again
0: here's where i want this to go notre dame's struggled with this quarterback situation here's where where I'd like to go because it's the one path Notre Dame has not taken they got a kid Tyler Buckner coming in in the next class that a lot of people have as a five-star kid but he played questionable competition in California for high school the coaching staff I'm hearing is open to letting him play as a freshman if he can do it I would be in favor of maybe running with that, letting these young guys grow together, get the growing pains out of the way, try to have a young kid play. Cause I think Ian Book will be gone. Yerkovic's at Boston College, and then we have some other guys, but I'd like to give the freshman a chance.
1: Is Book's eligibility up? Well, I guess not, because this is a free year, but
0: he's got he could do one more COVID free year, but if it wasn't right. for COVID, this would be it. So So this would be his third year as a starter.
1: So what reason do you have to believe that he won't come back?
0: I don't know. Does he really want to? Or, like, is he ready to move on with his life? Or is the staff ready to try something else? I don't know. You know, I just don't know. all The the COVID stuff, I don't know. It's such a wild card. I don't know what to think. I just figured
1: since he is a, uh, like, most – quarterbacks in in major college football he has aspirations of going into the nfl that's why i was saying maybe it might be a better idea for him to come back for the nfl because he's not going to get drafted very high right now let's face it not especially after the season he's having right now
0: the problem is they went on that run in 2018 prior to us facing you guys and he was He had a really good year. Completion percentage up in the mid-70s, like didn't have the big arm, but he was completing a ton of passes, had better wide receiver weapons to throw to, and his numbers were really good. The issue was last year they slid back a little bit, and then this year they're kind of there again. And I can't totally blame him because the wide receiver room's been decimated by injury academics you name it the uh nfl chase claypool we could have been thrown to him but he's playing for the steelers getting four touchdowns a week
1: yeah right you know
0: so so uh and then boykin who plays for the ravens now so Mm -hmm. we've lost a lot so it's not all on him um but i just don't know if he's an nfl guy with another year or not i I just don't he might might
1: think he is you know what i'm saying
0: yeah um so, so I don't know, but but Ian Book, he's a great kid. You want to root for him. Um, he's he's just not naturally elite. That's all. Yeah. And all right. and that's not a shot to him. He, he's just not.
1: Yeah, I, I like the kid. I think he's a baller. Obviously, just uh, not godly gifted as some of the other guys.
0: Yeah, but he's tough as nails, yeah. loves Notre Dame, always says the right things. Teammates love him. Like, he yeah. checks all those boxes. And it's good enough to win us 10 or 11 games a year. The issue is where we all want to get, you got to beat a team like Clemson. And in those environments, we have not seen the team nor him play great, Um, play decent against Georgia in the last Georgia game. That was a very close game. Still only put up mid teens. I mean, we're not talking 35 points here. Um, You know, we're talking 17, somewhere in that range. So, it, it's that's one of the big things we're looking at Saturday is Notre Dame folks. Can he step it up and do enough? Right. But Notre Dame's going to try and run the ball. Make no doubt about it. They're going to try and run the ball. They think they can run the ball. It's what they've been best at is running the ball. They're going to try it because the wide receiving situation is not great. Yeah. So they're going to try it and then they might have to adapt.
1: It's good. This is a, this is a good matchup. And that's what Clemson's good at on uh, defense well, stopping the run hey,
0: no i hear every week pro football focus notre dame's offensive line number one number one number one Well, prove it against a great defense then yeah that's what i'm looking to see you want all those number one credentials prove it against a good team
1: they're gonna have to
0: yeah there if we can't get a reasonable running game forget this if we can't get anything going on the ground, it's over. It, it, it's not. It's just over. And
1: Book, that's Notre well, Dame's
0: path. Book
1: is uh, he. He's a runner too, isn't he?
0: That's one of the things he's very good at. He's one of them guys who he's like Tim throw, <laughs> He he <laughs> throws better when you roll him out, or if it's a broken play and he's scrambling, he's much more comfortable not thinking and just reacting if you just drop him back in a pocket it ain't gonna go he is not comfortable in that environment he's better on the move those broken plays he's really good at there's nothing there i'm gonna run it and get out of bounds and pick up eight yards that type of stuff he's very very good at he has a good gauge of that um it's just it's a little inconsistent
1: the thing that interests me is the the spread opened up at like 13 or 13 and a half points or something like that and then uh whatever a day later they announced officially that Trevor Lawrence was not going to be playing in the game and immediately went down to five and a half this is bad news for the Irish because I don't think that there's an eight point drop-off between the backup and Trevor in in this game anyway so (laughs) That's bad news as far as the, the perception of, of Notre Dame's chance to win this with uh, with an eight-point drop-off at, at the quarterback position.
0: Yeah, it's – I don't know what to make of this, man. It's just kind of – there's this weird pressure shift. I, I don't know how else to describe it, but it just feels like even though the kid's skilled, he's still a backup, and we just feel that pressure that, like, if you're ever going to do this, now's the time. Yeah. Just fig- figure out a way to get it done. Confuse the young kid. Do something.
1: This is the time with... Uh, this is the most vulnerable Clemson. i can't trying to think of another time because they've had key injuries, but they were like isolated like one player.
0: Yeah, not, not like a cluster. cluster.
1: Yeah. Right. I can't remember the last time it's been like that. Maybe back... Yeah. It's been four or five years. And so they're the, they're the most vulnerable now in a big game situation than they have been in a while, for and, sure.
0: And so that narrative is is the big sticking point here is is like okay like if you can't do it now when the hell are you ever going to be able to do it if you can't do it now i know the game doesn't have the luster it used to have i know you and i aren't going to be there hanging out rooting but it's still what it is it's still a number one number four undefeated matchup in south bend it's still a big deal and and that's my overall point all week if if not now when My guess is never, if not now, when?
1: I have a feeling Dabo's going to have the boys fired up for this one. Uh, He's, he's got this thing for Notre Dame. He always has. He says, I guess it's one place he's never been to as a player or as a coach. Obviously he's a Christian, all these things, I think. And plus he's just, uh, I think he appreciates the history and everything of Notre Dame being a college football guy. So all of this stuff points to like, I think he's been looking forward to this game for years, literally. And, uh, He's going to have his boy. He's going to be in a, in a mood that night. It's going to be extra special, Dabo.
0: <laughs> and see, that, listen, here's the thing. I tell Notre Dame people this all the time. Every Notre Dame coach who's won anything at Notre Dame was an incredible, natural motivator, mm. going all the way back to Rockney, Leahy, Parsegian, obviously Lou Holtz. The only one who wasn't was Dan Devine. But when you have Joe Montana as your quarterback, you don't have to motivate quite as much and he won his title. So it's like, yeah. I just I don't trust Kelly to get his guys in the right mind frame to prep for a big war. Seems like, he's he's bit, never right? done it. We, we come out flat like, all the time in these big moments. And and I hate it.
1: I think he's been a little bit more spicy in his rhetoric and, you know, not rhetoric, but you know what I'm saying. He's just, he seems like he's on a different level this week than he normally
0: is. I'm going to give him credit for this. Yeah. For years, I used to complain that he would always use the, this is another business trip. We're going to go in and do our job. Screw that. In a big game like this, it's okay to let it build up with some emotion and, and let these guys get all worked up. So I've always hated that one week at a time, punch in, punch out attitude. This is the first time where starting a couple weeks ago, he started saying, we're talking about Clemson. We know this is coming. We're trying to win this week, but also have that in mind and we're getting ready for it. So I feel like he's more open to embracing that. He's just never been a natural motivator to my liking. And in these big games, I think it matters, especially when you're out talented and you could use an edge. Um, And maybe they'll pull out the green jerseys and try and get a little juice from that. I think that's a very realistic possibility. Right. The only problem with that is half the juice from the green jerseys is the crowd reaction when they come out in the green jerseys. (laughs) And obviously we're going to have like 17,000 people there, most of them the students. So motivation's a big deal to me. Came out flat against Michigan last year, got embarrassed, Miami in 17. I don't know if I could count what happened with you guys in 18 as that. I think that team was just stacked. That that team was unbelievable that year.
1: Yeah, they were all-time great that year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and that doesn't make me excuse it but i think that that one i understand a little a little more just cuz how good that clemson team was mm. um so we're just going to have to see i think a lot of people are in cautiously optimistic given the attrition you guys have and our good defense maybe we could keep this close something good happens uh i don't know any reasonable notre dame fan that could say oh we're going to win this you know based on what would be my question we yeah we don't win these big games the teams we played so far 12 and 28 so i don't really find any basis for a notre dame fan to be convinced we're gonna win um but you could be cautiously optimistic maybe by the grace of touchdown jesus this one's different but i don't know
1: i think all the chips are falling into place for a close game i really do Now, who knows what's going to happen, but that's just the way I feel about it. And I was at the game in 2015 in Death Valley. That one came down to the very last play. Of course, I'm sure you don't want to be reminded of that play. I watched it a couple times today. It was on TV.
0: Good for you. (laughs) Yeah, I I love that two-point call. Yeah, just just run it right into a huge pile, slow as can be. Love it.
1: But – Honestly, I think this game could not, maybe not to the last play, but I think it could be closer than uh, what people are thinking. Um, I think it's interesting. I I think it's much more interesting than the last time we played. Obviously the last time we played, was, there was a lot more on the line, right? It was a playoff game, but still, I think it'll be, uh, I think it'll be good.
0: Do you feel any shift at all that it's like on Notre Dame now to do something? Or do you still feel like it's all on Clemson to hold serve?
1: So I I look at it, and I'm not comparing Notre Dame to Miami, but I'm saying since it's a common opponent or teams that Clemson's played this year, two of the highest-ranked ones, I said the same thing going into the Miami game. I said all the pressure is on Miami's team to win this, not Clemson's. And I do feel like that there's more pressure on Notre Dame to win this game than to Clemson because of what you said, the recency of dominance for one team and the one who's trying to get over the hump. So I think all the pressure is on Brian Kelly. Obviously, I think all the pressure is on Notre Dame. Um, And sometimes the pressure is a good thing. I don't know if Notre Dame is one of these teams like Clemson. Well, I'm sure you're going to tell me they're not. Clemson seems to play their best football against better competition, and then <laughs> play down to their. Comfort.
0: what's that like? What does that feel like? Um, <laughs> well, tell me, I don't know. I'm genuinely asking what's that like?
1: Well, like it's great. Um, yeah, I bet. But, but the problem is is it's not great when they're playing bad teams and they struggle like with and Boston college' is not a bad team, but compared to Clemson, they're not you know, they're not anywhere close. Yeah. so that stuff is frustrating. But when it comes to when the, when, when the rubber hits the road, when the when the, uh, the hammer hits the nail, you you rather win the big games than uh, struggle in the bad ones. Uh, winning the big games is what it's all about.
0: Yeah, and and that's right where Notre Dame is. I mean, they're they're, I mean, man, the the program's really in a good. It's healthy and it's the best it's been in 25 years. But this is Notre Dame, and people are just kind of on edge, thinking we're just never going to get over the hump, you know. And so it's, you know, what else this makes me think of too. Where do you think the regular football watching public is leaning on this? Because everybody hates Notre Dame, no matter what. Is Clemson to the point where Alabama is, where people are sick of them now, want something different, oh, yeah. or does the Notre Dame hate override that? I've been thinking about that.
1: So there's a couple of things here. Uh, there's something to both of those things for sure. There's a ton of people out there that, that are neutral from uh, not Clemson nor, or Irish fans. That would like to see Clemson lose this game because then they can point and say, ah, oh, Clemson's fallen off, whatever, uh, you know, all that. There's a, there, you're right there. There's a whole other group of people out there that want to see Notre Dame lose just because they're Notre Dame. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Uh, I I don't know. It's probably about a 50-50 split between the two. Dude,
0: I've really been – I was thinking about that today, and I'm like, I think Clemson's been good enough recently. They're getting into that Alabama territory where everybody wants to see them go down. And the other thing – now, this affects you and I both. The other part of that is the ACC itself taking crap about it not having a bunch of good teams and all of that. I got to tell you – Notre Dame can't win, man. All I hear is join a conference, join a conference, join a conference. We joined a conference, and now I hear they shouldn't be ranked this high. They don't play nobody. So what do people want from us? Well. The strength of schedule took a dump when we joined the ACC, but nobody wants us independent, so I don't know what to do. What do you do?
1: Um, so I was looking at the strength of schedules yesterday throughout the country, Notre Dame and Clemson both have stronger strength of schedules than anybody in the Big Ten, uh, than Ohio State does for sure. Uh, Anyway, I see what you're saying. It's about it's it's a lose-lose situation uh, for the Irish, but I I don't know.
0: Well, winning this game would change a lot of that. You know, you could validate you're you're beating uh, teams that are 12 and 28 or whatever by – knocking off Clemson. So even if that's short lived and we were to lose to Lawrence later in December, Notre Dame could live off this win for a while. It's something we haven't had in forever. The circumstances aren't going to matter that much at that point. Yeah. Um, it, because it's still, it would be a huge win for Notre Dame. There's no way around it. Um, so I, I just think everybody's on edge and, and they don't, they're afraid to totally buy in because every time we do, something horrible goes down. <laughs> so, people, I'm not yeah. talking like we lose on the last play. I'm talking what happened to you guys. I'm talking yeah. Michigan last year, Miami down at their place. Like, So, I think people are kind of scared to buy in, but given your attrition and, and how we're undefeated to have this good defense, I think people are optimistic, but in no way could I pick Notre Dame to win. I just right. couldn't. There's no basis for it.
1: Let me ask you this, since the, the ACC championship is obviously more important than this game is, uh, assuming, you, you know, you don't have any more losses. If you only lose to Clemson this week, yeah. you can get back to the ACC. That's clearly the one you want to win of the two. So what would it make you, and, and again, there's, this, there's really no right answer to this. I'm asking a fan, um, is it okay if you lose this game? Are you going to be happy with that? Of course you're not going to be happy with it. But let's say they're competitive for the whole game and it's a close game, seven points, eight points, something like that. Will that at least give you some hope going into the rem- possible rematch in the future that you can hang with them if you if you only lose by seven or eight points?
0: Okay, but we're, if it was seven or eight points with Lawrence, then yes. But I'm going to have a hard time extrapolating that out without the best player playing. Well, see, we we'll
1: have to wait and see how uh, DJ plays because let's say DJ plays out of his mind. Great, then you're not going to yeah. feel so bad about Lawrence not being in there.
0: Yeah, then and and now you got to understand too. And non Notre Dame people, it's very odd for me to be in a position where if we lose the biggest game in our schedule in the regular season, all all of our dreams aren't ruined. We're yeah. used to where usually that first loss, you're done, just yeah, forget right. about it. So there is some flexibility there. We're not used to it at all. And if you had to win one, lose one, you would want to obviously troll the ACC and win it then um but i think that will be a narrative if if it's close and notre dame loses that will be the narrative everybody will use to soften the emotional blow and feel like this isn't totally a lost cause we didn't get blown out this time all those things are going to come out in full force and i'll mail them a participation ribbon i guess (laughs) well Uh, you know like i will i'll send you at least you tried and you know Like, I'm just, I'm getting sick of, you know, the measuring stick being not getting blown out.
1: Sometimes the revenge, if you're going to play each other twice in the same season, I think sometimes the revenge game, you know, the the loser of the first game might have a slight advantage in the second game emotionally. Um, Well,
0: here's here's what concerns me about that is. You're gonna put all this stuff on tape and then give Venables about six weeks to look at it. Okay, no, like yeah. I don't feel real great about that.
1: Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a solid point, sir.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I just I don't I respect the hell out of him and yeah. and I don't like the concept of that. Notre Dame's defensive coordinator is fantastic, but he doesn't quite have the the skins on the wall that that Venables has. Yeah. Um. So that would be a concern. Putting all that on tape in the same year and then knowing that Lawrence was coming back. Um, but if it was a one score loss and Lawrence was playing, I think then you have some different things to think about.
1: Yeah, right.
0: I, I you know, I just do. Um, so I don't I don't know. It's it's going to be really interesting. And, and relatively speaking, Notre Dame's pretty healthy. The receiving room's decimated. But other than that, they're pretty darn healthy. Do you,
1: do they have injuries or coronavirus? the receivers
0: we got a couple injuries we got some academics it's mostly that it's not COVID it's a couple leg injuries and academics
1: okay I got you
0: um you know so it's but let me ask you this if Notre Dame were to somehow pull this out what do you think that would look like would it be more about what notre dame's doing or would it be a situation where clemson's making uncharacteristic mistakes like what would the roadmap be for a notre dame win in your eyes
1: that's hard to say isn't it Um, yeah
0: that's why i asked it
1: yeah i mean the the you know the, the cookie cutter vanilla answer would be like well clemson can only beat themselves blah 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 well i don't know i think if they what it would look like if they beat clemson that would uh, I think it would be more of a reflection on on uh, how good Notre Dame is because even a injured Clemson team should be able to hang with uh, with Notre Dame. Honestly, yeah. So I don't think I don't I don't yeah. think Clemson can use that as an excuse. Certainly, it uh, might take part in it if they lose. I don't think you can use it as a total excuse because that's hypocritical. First of all, you can't um, have eleven of the sixteen five stars in your entire conference and cry when two or three of them are out.
0: I think that's a really mature fair answer. Um let me ask you how good is this quarterback going to end up being? Cuz I'm I'm seeing like I'm seeing Heisman's like people saying he's going to win Heisman's. He's already like the third and fourth best best quarterback in the country. Like how good where is he at now and what's the ceiling? Like I'm done with you guys having these quarterbacks. But uh, did you watch the game
1: last week? Yeah. He had a couple two or three throws in that game that Trevor Lawrence can't make, seriously. I mean, a a very, very small percentage of people in football theory can make. He could throw the ball 80 yards, I think, flat-footed. I mean, the guy's just – he's basically uh, an accurate thrower of the football version of Cam Newton. So he's got all the size, the speed, the strength, uh, the arm, but he's accurate, which is something Cam Newton never really was.
0: Yeah, and you know what else I noticed? I was watching, there was a YouTube video highlighting all of his plays from the Boston College game. Yeah. For a young guy, the touch that he had on those passes, yeah. like like knowing when you got to force one in there or where you got to kind of lollipop one or or in between and lead your guy, I was ultra impressed with his touch yeah. and to a large extent i don't think you teach that i think it's a gift you just it's like a guy who can make all his putts in golf it's just some guys yeah, can just right. do it i was really impressed I, notre dame's just gotta get out they gotta speed his clock up or they're gonna have trouble yeah you, you gotta force his kid to decide quicker than he wants to
1: yeah he doesn't he doesn't play like a freshman no um, I mean, did you know that that point, that uh, comeback against Boston College, 18 points they were down at one point, the largest comeback in the history of the school? Did you know that?
0: I, I did not know. know that.
1: I mean, you would have think they would have had a bigger comeback than that in 120 30 years. Yeah,
0: me too, because that's really uh, not that much. No, you know,
1: it was. And so the a true freshman in his first start was the guy that had the biggest comeback win in program history, which is a pretty wild stat if you think about it. My point is, he does not play like a freshman or act like one. Uh, i think a lot of this has to do with the fact if, uh, apparently he just has a very calm demeanor in general his his personality but football wise he was uh, such a high recruit from such a young age uh dominated college football in the state of california in high school played in a ton of big games state championship games playoff games the whole nine yards on tv so I don't think the the big moment flaps him as much as it would a normal uh, true freshman. Yeah. And add the physicality to it, to his size and arm and all that. To, he's just he's he's going to be great. I, it's really hard to believe. I, you have to pinch yourself, and I'm sure I'm going to be pissing some people off by this. Seem like I'm bragging, but I'm not. I have to pinch myself to say that in, in the past ten years, we've had the likes of Taj Boyd, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, and now this guy. In a span of a decade, uh, who who get who has that?
0: Well, uh, I think the closest you could probably say is the talent Oklahoma had recently. Yeah. That would be probably the second best. Yeah.
1: Um, I you know, the difference with them is they had some transfers. Both Murray and Mayfield were both transfers. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's I, that, and I do look at that differently too. When it's yeah. a guy you recruit and he's in your program and you I, you mine him and identify him. Um, and you know what else impressed me too? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Boston College scored a point the whole second half, did no, they? they
1: didn't. No, they, sh- so, they got shut out in the second half, yeah.
0: You know what I think it was, man? I think it's a situation where over the course of the game, talent won out, you know, and they just tightened up and clamped down, and then this kid made a bunch of plays. I was so impressed with him, man. You're you're expecting this drop-off because he's the second string. Yeah. He looked pretty damn comfortable. So we'll, we'll just have to see if Notre Dame can rattle him at all or speed his clock up or hit him a few times. I, You're going to have to do something.
1: Yeah, that's why I say I'm not worried about him at all, really. I really am not. Um, he might know he, he might not have the expansive playbook that Trevor Lawrence has, but who is? I mean, Trevor's been there three years. He knows yeah. he knows it all. So they'll be he'll be a little bit more limited as far as the play, but he can but they will there's nothing that they won't try to do without him. Nothing.
0: Yeah. So I you know, I don't know, man, but this is it's What a bizarre winding road to get us to this point. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about this back six, seven months ago. We were having shows talking about this. And it doesn't look anything like what we thought. Nope. But I'm still happy it's here. Listen, with COVID blowing back up, all this election BS, you know what? (laughs) Give everybody their little four-hour escape Saturday night where you could drink a beer and just indulge in something innocent and straightforward like football i'm really looking forward to it yeah
1: and again um it, one of the most the biggest games in the country this season not just in the acc so if you can't again if you can't get excited about that especially like you said with all that's going on right now the election everyone's uh nervous uh or, or anxious or whatever's going on in the country yeah sit down and watch a game that uh everybody's been looking forward to since the end of the, the, the end of this uh, offseason last year
0: yeah and so I don't know man it's Notre Dame's a really good program looking to take the next step this would be a huge arrow pointing in that direction it, it, it's we need that win in in the biggest way and this might be our best chance to get it um, that we've had in a while and uh, my reaction to it is it, it's just If it goes bad, it's going to depend how it goes bad. You know, like what that (laughs) looks like. It's going to depend on what it looks like.
1: Yeah, you don't want something, uh, some bad clock management thing or some stupid coaching mistake. uh, Okay, but
0: even if it came down to that, that means you're not getting blown out. So that's already an improvement. Because if it comes down to that, it means that you're not losing 30 to three this time.
1: Yeah, but you'll be mad either way. Then you'll still be saying we can't win the, the big game, even if it's only by a point.
0: Well, of course I will because yeah. we wouldn't we wouldn't win. So That's yeah. Cool.
1: So you had uh, you had something that you said I made a video about it, so I should know what it was. What
0: was this? What was this? You had to. We kind of covered it, but you went on that rant about everybody saying that Clemson never plays anybody. Yes. And I think it was like a year or two ago. And then I did one last week, losing my mind because I've heard my whole life that. We don't play a real schedule. You got to join a conference. We joined one, and then everybody wants to say we don't play anybody. So what do you want from us? Pick a lane. Well, you haven't got the memo. Pick uh, a lane,
1: John. The, the memo is there. Nobody plays anybody. Like according to some people, the, the the who have they played crowd. According to some people, there's literally only one or two teams every year in the entire country that actually do play somebody
0: the end of that episode i told people i got it all figured out here's notre dame's permanent 12 game schedule four games against clemson four games against saban and four games against ryan Day. is that tough enough yeah but it it, i mean i blew a gasket you know all this join a conference join a conference the second we do i already hear they don't deserve this ranking (laughs) you know like And so when you're Notre Dame, you're never going to win that. Um, But you know what would go a long way? Winning a big game for once.
1: Against Clemson, that would be uh, the the best of best. It's the number one team in the country, at least according to the AP. I'm not saying that I think that at this point.
0: The last time Notre Dame won a top five game was in 2005. That is the last time at the big house to open the year. 2005 was the last time. That's a long time. It's a long time. Some of them have been close games. Some of them have been blowouts. Haven't won one since 05. Okay, I'm a little agitated. I
1: know the worst, the worst one on, uh, it was the Miami one a few years ago. That one Don't. was that was next level bad.
0: I that game was over before it started. And Michigan last year was also over before it started. That's oh, yeah. where up. I thats where I get into that mental thing, saying these guys are not ready for a war. They don't match the intensity. They play scared. They play timid. And I just don't understand that, and I need it to change. Maybe this group of players will come out different. I don't know.
1: Yeah. This is the
0: So before we get off a here, I want
1: to do final score prediction for this game. And, of course... In true fan fashion, you have to pick the Irish to win.
0: Why? No. (laughs) That's not based in, no. Like, I can't, like, I was thinking about this show and how fun it would be if it was, like, shit talking back and forth, you know, like these two YouTube guys. I can't in good faith pick Notre Dame until you win one of these games. I'm not picking you to win one of these games. The history's not there. I just can't do it. Now, I, here's what I'll say, though. I would be very surprised if this wasn't a lot more competitive than it was in 2018. That's about as much oh. as I'm going to give you. Yeah. You know, but I can't pick Notre Dame to win in good faith. And, and if they do, I'll be happy I was wrong. But until you prove it against an opponent like this, I can't pick you. I just can't. Um, the, here's what I think the most. If you told me you got to empty your bank account on one outcome, that I think would be the most likely, it would be not a blowout. Notre Dame hangs with them and then Clemson ends up winning by 10 points or something like that. If I had to put my money down on the most likely outcome, that would be it. But I can see a path to Notre Dame pulling this off. I don't think that's crazy given all the dynamics, but it's not what I would lay down my money if I had to.
1: No, I'm with you. I think, I think that's pretty fair. Um, I mean, it's just like any time that Clemson plays in a big game like this, because they play in a few a year, obviously, one or two a year during the regular season, and then for the past five years they've been playing postseason games. So I always get nervous if it's a – no matter who the opponent is. Uh, And sometimes I actually end up giving the other team a little bit too much respect. I gave way too much credit to Miami going into the Miami game. We saw how that ended up. Yeah. Uh, But, again, this isn't – You know, Notre Dame's not Miami. This isn't the same Clemson team that beat Miami. A lot of different pieces yeah, in there right now. that's true. Uh, this one is on the road. The Miami game was at home. A lot of differences there. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I'm never one of these guys that's going to run out there and be like, oh, Clemson's playing Notre Dame sucks. They're overrated. They're going to uh, Clemson by 50. You know, I yeah. Don't...
0: Well, you know what you've always said that I give you credit for. You always say, no matter how good your team is, it's so hard to go undefeated and run the table. You always say that. You say it's it's real hard, even if you have a ton of talent, um, to do that. So you know, but they have more talent on the roster. There's no doubt. Even the quarterback with less experience has more talent. Like, but. I can see this at home and the injuries, Notre Dame hanging around, catch a couple breaks, make a few plays I'm not used to seeing and then see what happens.
1: Sorry, I had to sound off there. Have you heard this yet, John? I think you might have. Um if you weren't in a bad mood before, now you will be. <laughs> The Clemson Tigers are going to come into South Bend and spank our Irish
0: bottoms green and
1: gold.
0: Dude, what kind of heritage produces that accent? I'd like to know, because I wasn't a good leprechaun one. I'll tell you that right now. I'm
1: Irish, and somebody told me I sounded more like a pirate.
0: Yeah, he said, we're going to drive our ship to South Bend. yar. <laughs> Uh, no yeah that was uh that's a nice sound drop work on the accent a little bit um and you know here's the other thing i want to finish on this this is a big two game situation for notre dame we have a history of winning a huge game and losing to boston college the next week with 93 florida state the original game of the century lost on a last second field goal to boston college the next week ruined it all they gave uh They gave Bowden the title that year, even though we beat him head-to-head. That's also in Notre Dame fans' purview is whatever happens here, good or bad, we're on high alert. It's Boston College. They hate us. We hate them. There's history there. And the extra juice is their starting quarterback was our backup who wasn't good enough. He wasn't good enough to compete for the starting job at Notre Dame over Ian Book, jumped to B.C., you best believe that kid's going to be ready
1: so where's that game being played
0: i think it's there
1: it's in boston not that that really matters but it does matter a little bit i think uh with the traveling and everything but yeah that'll be yeah i mean you're you're coming off clemson you're going to be beat up um emotional game then you got to go play them that's a huge trap and uh they're not bad either that's the other thing
0: you know what, they just, you know what, now I don't even remember. I'm so worked up on Clemson. I don't even remember if that's home or away, Um, but they just play us good. They hate us. They, they hate us. You know, they're a Catholic school, that whole thing. We call them backup college, BC. You know, you don't, you don't get into Notre Dame. You're a Catholic kid. You go there. They hate us. We hate them. There's brutal history there. Now we got that quarterback. There's a lot of juice attached to that game. And if Notre Dame is dragging ass after Clemson or riding high, either one of those are dangerous.
1: Let me ask you a question. Would you rather have Djurkovic, and I know this is going to be hard to answer, would you rather have Djurkovic right now as a starter for Notre Dame than than Book?
0: It's hard to answer, but here's what I know for sure. He's got a higher physical ceiling than Ian Book does. Right. like he's a bigger kid bigger arm can make all the throws
1: yeah he was doing so, Thompson.
0: physically speaking he's got a higher ceiling than ian book but apparently when they were practicing or doing whatever he was inconsistent enough that he couldn't replace book or truly compete for that job then there became some friction and before you know it he leaves and goes to bc so right. Um, I wanted him to get a little bit more of an opportunity to see what he could grow into. He came in as like a high level recruit. Everybody was saying he's the next big thing, big, tall, strong kid, huge cannon arm, um, throws a good deep ball. That's something we don't have right now. Physically speaking, his ceiling's way higher than books, but for whatever reason, he wasn't good enough to get a look in practice that we don't see. Yeah. So it's hard to judge. And that's all the ingredients that are mixed into that BC game coming up.
1: Yeah. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. It's the dynamics there are really interesting. And having it come the week after Clemson is so risky, whether everybody's in a good mood or a shitty mood, that is an added dynamic.
1: Yeah. It's like when I was watching the, the Clemson and Boston college game, I was like, man, this guy looks better than book. Of course you can't compare the two on two different teams. It's just, a different situation.
0: Well, you know Uh-oh. what else I actually think at the moment, Boston college has a more complete wide receiving core for him to throw to than Notre yeah. Dame does. Wow. I really, I really do think that um, I can't speak for the offensive line and that kind of thing, but I think right now, Phil has some more reliable weapons in the passing game.
1: Wow.
0: Um, but the Notre Dame fan base is divided on that Phil discussion half the people wanted him to get a chance and they're mad the other half are like he obviously couldn't do it who cares whenever his name comes up it's a lightning rod it divides the fan base in half and everybody gets mad at everybody
1: yeah I know I noticed so that, I if, to that.
0: <laughs> pigskin if we lose to you guys and then lost to Boston College though next week Notre Dame is going to burn to the ground like the Notre, the Notre Dame fan base is going to
1: You just went right from zero to a hundred in a hurry. You <laughs> went from possibly being able to knock off Clemson to now losing two in a row. Uh, Listen,
0: the way I live my football life is to operate from the worst possible scenario backwards. Okay. <laughs> you don't even do the glass half full or empty. You just have an empty cup. You don't even have nothing in there. <laughs> I'm a Notre Dame fan. What do you, what do you think my life is consisted of, dude? oh god So hey the last time notre dame had a number one team coming into south bend 05 bush push my Uh-oh. soul died in the stadium that day i've never recovered i never will recover these are all the wounds i walk around with man
1: uh, well that
0: game that was brutal
1: yeah you were there huh
0: i was there and I was running on onto the field. The clock hit zero. I'm running out there, climbing the little ledge. And then they said, oh, we're going to put three seconds back on the clock. And then that was it. Like, I thought we had won it. It had the zeros on the clock. Notre Dame was ahead. They said, no, game's over. I thought that was it. I thought that was the one. And it wasn't. I wonder if Dabo will go to the grotto. If Think it will. Uh, yeah, why wouldn't you? I think he yeah. should bring the team to the grotto. I think it's a really cool thing. He
1: did say he was going to take them inside the stadium on Friday. Uh, Big we, skin. It,
0: a lot of visiting teams do that just but, to kind of see it, look at touchdown Jesus, just kind of feel yeah. it out.
1: So he said basically that he does this anytime they go somewhere and play where they don't normally play. You know, a handful of teams here and there. But, uh, yeah, I figured he'd go to the grotto for sure.
0: Yeah, and... um. So yeah it's
1: he made in 2015. What Uh, did he say? And he said uh they asked him about you know the the game being sold out or how hard it was to get a ticket and he said uh, I couldn't even get Jesus tickets to the game. That's
0: good (laughs) that's good yeah so I don't know man um but I do think that now that I think about it more I'm pretty sure that BC game is at their place so it's a risky spot um but so I don't know, man. This is going to be interesting. It's it's just a shame. You got game days going there, and it's just weird. And you know what else is weird? Game day is going to Augusta the next week. You want to talk about weird? That's weird. Yeah, I don't get that. That's bizarre. I don't know what you're going to do. Put it in front of the clubhouse or what? Like,
1: No, they're doing it on the par three course, they said.
0: Are they? That makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah, what I, I get that.
1: But it is weird.
0: Well, how am I supposed to switch my mind from Notre Dame Boston College football and then watch Saturday at the Masters right after it? Like yeah. the shift between golf watching and football watching, I've just never had to deal with it with a, a situation like this. It's, it's bizarre that the Masters is coming it, up.
1: Yeah, it's weird, November. Yeah, uh, it's, it's bizarre.
0: So the spring again? Yeah, yeah, it'll just be the next year.
1: Wow, you get two Masters in the span of six months or five months.
0: Yeah. It's wild. Now there's no fans that changes things a lot, but you know, at least we get to watch it. Right. So I don't know, but this is going to be, it's not ideal, but I'm, I'm telling Notre Dame fans, they're telling me not even to get excited about this or like, John, I can't believe you're even entertaining the idea. We could pull it off. My response is you're undefeated playing the number one team. If you can't get excited about this, why the hell even watch football? now's the time to be excited because after this week i might not be able to anymore so allow yourself to live a little bit a boy can dream right yeah and
1: it's in south bend i mean that makes it even better if you're an irish fan
0: they got a good winning streak there they they, it's well over 20 in a row and they just keep what is it 22 23 24 something like that and i think you guys are what 36 regular season games in a row
1: Something, something like that. Uh, they I thought watched, it was
0: something like that.
1: Haven't lost an ACC game since 2017.
0: Does this count as that?
1: Sure. I mean, yeah. as long as they, in 2020, it does. I think
0: uh, Miami in '88, they had a 36-game regular season streak when they came to South Bend. Too, you know, the problem with my analogies are I've been going back to '93 and '88 a lot. Yeah, and that's a long damn time.
1: Right, I'm going back to 17. what uh well John it was a pleasure and honor sir uh the people have been asking and and if the people ask for long enough eventually they shall receive and they've been asking for an always pigskin show and what better time to do it than Clemson versus Notre Dame week 2020 when do they play again after this John you know 2024
0: three no because I told you it's we have next year off, I believe. Yeah. The next two years, we have you guys and Ohio State both, both years. Right. You did so say. then it'll rotate home and home. So
1: 2022 and 2023, we'll play each other.
0: Yeah. And and we have Ohio State as well, both years.
1: Yeah, good luck with that. You don't play anybody.
0: Oh, Notre Dame don't play nobody, though. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> maybe and then and then we got alabama's on the schedule coming down the road too we get out of that little window and then we have alabama after that so notre dame don't play nobody though. hear it every day
1: alabama scheduled notre dame it must be in a neutral site
0: i i don't even know the details yet but i know i saw it so there's a series coming up with them as well Mm. so i don't know but we'll just have to see um but I don't know, man, I, everybody could use an escape right now from everything going on. That's how I'm going to try and look at this at the same time. If we lose, I'm going to lose my mind anyways, no matter what I say now.
1: Yeah. And it's a shame that we couldn't be there, but nonetheless, at least we get to see the game. I'm happy about it. I'm excited about it. I know your viewers are excited about it. My viewers are excited about it. Uh, and that's it.
0: Yep. Should be fun.
1: Yeah. So hopefully next time they come to South Bend, I'm going to come to that one. I'm going to make and, it one day.
0: And you know what else I was going to say? I'd love to get down there as well. I mean, I don't know if I'll be welcomed or not, you know, with my my leprechaun mask I'll bring with well, me. Yeah. But, but we'll see.
1: Believe it or not, there's Notre Dame fans everywhere. So you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be stand out that much here.
0: You know? Yeah. So that that would be fun. If I can make it down there, you make it up.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah all right guys it was fun it was great it was amazing it was fantastic john any last words
0: not really i'm just kind of nervous here that anxious anxiety it's building by the hour we'll see your
1: final score prediction i asked for that earlier what was
0: it i'd say Let's say 34-24, somewhere in that region. And you're picking
1: Clemson to win.
0: Yeah, I got to pick 31-21, somewhere in that ballpark. I don't think Clemson runs it up, but I don't know if Notre Dame scores enough against them to win it.
1: All right, I'm going to have a similar prediction, but I'm going to give you a little more credit as far as the final score. I'm going to go 30-27. to 27.
0: Okay. Woo!
1: So I'm thinking it's going to be close.
0: You see, I just... Notre Dame's got to prove to me they can score 27 against a great team. I'm I'm nervous about that.
1: Yeah, I think they can. I think they can score. We'll find out. But, uh, I mean, of course, Boston College last week, like we pointed out, didn't have any luck scoring at all in the second half. And uh, some of those points in the first half were were kind of a fluky uh, situation. But
0: I don't know. I'm going 30-27. Ooh, that's a good ball game if that happened.
1: Yeah. I hope it is a good ball game. I hope nobody gets hurt, the whole nine yards. And, of course, I hope my Tigers come out on top. But nonetheless, good luck to the Irish. You're going to need it.
0: Yeah, well, good luck to you too, sir. Yeah, and I got to practice
1: my Irish accent, apparently. It's not working. (laughs) Somebody told me it sounded like an Irish pirate... Slightly Arabic. I'm like, huh? Yeah,
0: yeah. Arabic really, Arabic? it had like a a weird. Yeah, there's something there with your your pronunciation.
1: I'm about to uh, practice that before I actually take a real trip to Ireland. I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> They're like, wait, you're American? You sound like a pirate. You still a pirate over there?
0: Yar. All
1: right, all right, guys. All
0: right. Good night.